It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. Sports betting season is in full force. NHL and NBA playoffs, we enjoyed those. And now football season is here. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. That is BetUS.com, and they have loads of bonuses. Join now or call 800-69-BETUS. That is 800-MY-BETUS. US, you can receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using the bonus code SST125. That's SST125. They have re-up and referral bonuses also. BetUS is known as America's favorite sports book for a lot of reasons. No matter what the season, BetUS has all the games, NBA, NHL, team, player props, loads of NFL and college plays, whether futures or individual game odds. You can bet UFC matches and props, PGA golf, Golf and round matchups and live betting on most sports, including golf. The online casino has hundreds of games, and the race book has all your horse tracks. They have every bet type imaginable, and the Sharp BetUS mobile platform is easy with full betting options. Follow my lead and partner with a sports betting company with integrity and longevity like I did. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS. In the South, it's always college football season, and the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents the Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. Today's game of college football in a nutshell, and it's a bit jolting. It is the Chuck Oliver Show on a Tuesday, and if we can get in the DeLorean, go all the way back, set the capacitor, January 26, 1973. Dan, do you know what happened January 26, 19... Well, you weren't born yet, were you? No, I wasn't. 12 years later. Yeah, Dan just not quite around. What happened in January of 1973 that had not happened since until yesterday? A head coach left the Oklahoma Sooners. Now... They've had guys leave the property. Like, Barry Switzer left the property. It wasn't him going, you know what? Greener pastures. Y'all be cool. Schnellenberger left. 
wasn't of his own choice. Was it John Blake? Wasn't he there as well, late 80s? Uh, I want to say that he was right before Stoops, wasn't he? Yeah, as a matter of fact. Um, And so nobody left to go take another job. I'm at Oklahoma. I'm leaving, and it's to take another job. Folks, it happened to Alabama. That has happened to Alabama. It hadn't happened to Oklahoma. Since Chuck Fairbanks, who had been at OU, and my, he's moved on. To, he's, he's crossed the bridge. Um, so he's not here to defend himself. I think he was kind of a scoundrel. But, boy, he won. And that's what I always said about Butch at uh, North Carolina. I mean, are you with me? If, I'm not trying to be facetious. If you're going to drop the rule book into a paper shredder, at least bring home some hardware. Now, I think like everything that that Butch got busted for at North Carolina, like most of it be legal now. The academic part, obviously not, but the Marvin Austin and the jewelry and the cash, absolutely. So Chuck Fairbanks was the head coach at Oklahoma. And they won a national championship and they had a lot of success. And then January of 73, he left to take another job as a head coach. He went to the NFL. New England Patriots. And then he was a scoundrel there, too, but they won. Uh, And then he went to Colorado and was still a scoundrel, and they didn't win, and then he stopped coaching. But 49 years ago, had a head coach after the 72 season leave Oklahoma for another job. Had not happened in basically half a century. It happened yesterday. And for a program that had been as rock solid, I mean, you can't have it. Nobody leaves Oklahoma on their own. No one who is the head coach in Oklahoma looks around and says, hey, there's a better job somewhere. Now, it used to be in part because I'm telling you, folks, this is real. You want to be a college. I think you want to be a college head coach in whatever sport. In a state with no or, I think at this point, one professional sports franchise? Like, I think you want to be a head coach in the state of Alabama more than you do the state of, like, Pennsylvania or California. I think you want to be a head coach in Oklahoma more so than you do, like, Illinois or New York. I think you do. And it's a great, 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 great job. And so this great, 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 great job that no one had left and said, there's a better job somewhere. No one had done that in half a century. Did it yesterday, and the entire roster is now up for grabs. Told a story before that when this would have been, oh, February of, Dan, February of 88, I believe, is when SMU got that sack of hammers dropped on them. And it was just a year, and then SMU who evaluated was like, yeah, two years. Said it, it, it will be too difficult to come back after only one year. So they gave themselves a second year of the death penalty. Jim Donnan, I was interviewing him. He was the OC at Oklahoma. That's not nothing. He won a natty out there as the, as the, offense, the play caller at Oklahoma. He told me that Barry Switzer called him one morning in February and was like, Next flight to Dallas, or if you can drive, if it's faster. He's like, what's going on? He's like, all of their players are free agents. Folks, that's what it is at Oklahoma right now. 
Now, the truth is, that's what it is at 130 places in what we used to call Division One, and then all the FC, everything in the lower level, et cetera. It is now because you can be so by-the-moment reactionary as a football player. I've got a project that I have not – there's nothing to announce yet, so I haven't announced it. Um, I have started keeping track of the most starts of returning offensive linemen and seeing which running backs and quarterbacks go to those programs. I'm telling you, offensive line returning starts – it used to just give you a great offensive line, and what you had at running back or quarterback is what you had. Do you know what you have now at running back? If you have 117 returning starts, you have Jameer Gibbs. Wait a minute. I'm Arizona State, and he's at Georgia Tech. Yeah, not anymore. Offensive line? Somehow, like, since they first snapped the ball, Princeton and Rutgers, it was the most important part of the game. And then the forward pass, and it was the quarterback. But offensive line, he can't do his job without the offense. Somehow it just became more important. And so I've already started downloading what I think. Kind of downloading. Black ink, pen, yellow, legal pad. Uh, offensive lines with the most returning starts for next year. And I want to see if guys like Dave Bartu, for instance, or high school coaches or whomever help direct some of the premier talent to the schools that for 2022 have the most returning starts on the offensive line. It's, it's a project because I see offensive linemen are going to transfer. So this is a very early stage. I'm going to bring it up to Dave Bartu. You actually, Dan, help me remember this. I'm going to sick Dave Bartu on this. He'll do it. Um, but I promise you, if you look at week one of the 22 season, if you go back and look, like Phil Still makes a big deal about this every year, returning starts on your offensive line. If you go back and look at the top 10, 12, 15, whatever, Look at the offensive skill position, specifically running back quarterback who transferred into that program. I mentioned Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is an amazing player. Do you realize for an offense that was as bad as Georgia Tech's, do you know Jameer Gibbs was third in college football in all-purpose yards per game? Third. He, it was horrible blocking and almost no passing, no consistent passing attack. It was like, hey, where's that Gibbs kid? All right, go hit him. And he still put up those numbers. Everybody on the Oklahoma roster is now available because Lincoln Riley is the USC head coach. And Spence Rattler, who was the preseason Heisman Trophy favorite, has said, yeah, portal. Hazelwood, portal. It wouldn't surprise me, Kayla Williams, portal. I don't know who my new coach is. I liked his system. Maybe I'll transfer to Southern Cal. Jackson Dart's like, hold it, wait a minute. I'm at USC. Folks, this is football in 2000, college football in 2021 program that had not quote lost a coach to someone else in half a century just lost its coach and half its roster that that is what dan mullen was trying to navigate in gainesville and he did himself no favors and he got himself fired absolutely and he was trying to navigate that justin fuente this is what a really 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 good coach in blacksburg was trying to navigate and he didn't do it properly. And there was exodus out of Blacksburg before there was really, I mean, it was popular to get in the portal at Virginia Tech before it was at a lot of schools. 
And I will say that I get along with Justin Fuente a lot better than most. I think the guy's kind of funny. That is not a consistent um, review of his demeanor. Um, and so that – but you know what he is, though? You ain't hiring a best friend. You're hiring a head coach. And he's a really, really good coach. And you just fired him in part why? because he couldn't navigate this properly. Do you know what Sam Pittman did this year? Navigated it well. Do you know what Ed Ogeron didn't? Navigate it well. Kirby Smart? Minefield with a blindfold. And then Kirby like peaked a little bit and he's like, all right, I'll take just a corner and I'll take just like what, one other guy. I'm telling you folks, what we saw yesterday, now Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame and is a, at LSU for a north of a hundred million. Lincoln Riley, USC, north of a hundred million. Mel Tucker towing the line of a hundred million. Folks, it all has changed, and I'm telling you, at least 75% of this is portal-based. All of the changes we are seeing and the ones still to come, because, folks, it's only Tuesday. Always college football time in the South. Now back to more of the king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. I mean, leaving a place like Oklahoma is not easy, especially when you have the history that we we had there, you know, seven phenomenal years, some of the best years of our lives, uh, great success on the field, off the field, and we loved Norman. Uh, so it wasn't, this was not about anything wrong at Oklahoma. They did right. everything for myself, my family, that, that I could have ever asked for. Almost asked him for Gatorade. Chuck Oliver show. That's Lincoln Riley. And I've talked about this before. Ruffin McNeil, nicest man any of you will ever meet. Head coach at East Carolina. He did not need to be head coach of a program. Um, but he just so, so, so nice. And um, he had promoted Lincoln Riley to OC at, at East Carolina. So I'm doing whatever the game was. And this, this – person is standing next to the head coach is like hey i want to meet you i want you to meet the oc and i'm looking around for the oc and i'm not folks lincoln riley is four feet from me and i'm going where is he because this child that is there is like i don't know a student assistant a trainer that's who i saw it was actually i think it was 27 year old lincoln riley in greenville north carolina I had a buddy of mine i was like oh yeah i'm not passed by there i was like you lied Nobody passes by Greenville, North Carolina. The only You wind up in Greenville, North Carolina if the GPS is set to Greenville, North Carolina. That's the only way anybody is there. And so I'm there for a game, and, I'm, and suddenly he starts talking football. And I'm not kidding, folks. Um, he lost me about a minute and a half in. Like I was asking, because you're there on Thursday for, you know, the, or Friday, actually, for the walkthrough. And... And, and it's a time to get great insight from the coaches. It's always the best stuff because one of the coordinators, like they don't talk during the week usually, but if you're at the walkthrough, which all are the punt team and, you know, 11 guys, all right, just 11, they'll tell you the best stuff. 
And so you always want to be there at walkthrough day before the game. And so Lincoln Riley starts talking. I, I nothing. I had no idea. He may as well have been talking curling or highlight. Um, and now you see how he has been. I thought his I thought his next move would be in the NFL. Do you know why? Because I didn't know the Chuck Fairbanks thing until you, I knew that he, I knew his history. I had not strung together and looked, and I was like, "Wow, look at that!" Uh, nobody leaves for another job. I had thought that if Lincoln Riley left, it was going to be for Sundays. Now, in the interim, what I thought was, uh-oh, Scott Woodward, because this shows me that Lincoln Riley was gettable, and you didn't. Now, one thing we did talk about yesterday, and we had Matt Moscone on, uh, 104.5 and elsewhere in Louisiana. Uh, one thing we did talk about yesterday was the idea, and I, and I said, I, was like, I don't know who he's going to hire, but I think at this point he's circling back. Did you see that Virginia Tech just hired, I, I think it's official, is it? Okay, Virginia Tech hired the Penn State defensive coordinator, and you don't know the guy, and it's fine. But he's he's really good, and he's coaching for James Franklin, and they had good defense. He's been there the whole time that James Franklin's been um, with Penn State. So that's where Virginia Tech was. LSU, I was like, yeah, LSU ain't hiring the Penn State D.C. That's not where they're going. So I said, and this was just a guess. I didn't have insight. We had Moscona on. It was a public conference. I was like, hey, man, do you know? He was like, no. At that point, the only thing to know was whoever it is has already been talked to. Like Woodward at this point, big game hunter. He was circling back to the list. And I bet you that there was a no from Jimbo. No, I believe there was a no. For, I would bet. And then Brian Kelly was like, it starts with a one? Because I thought the 10-year deal started with a seven. Or maybe an eight. It starts with a one. Okay, yes. I love Louisiana. And I got to admit, I've never, my entire life, I've never had anything but a good time anywhere in that state. And I did a game in Shreveport. I, no, I did an arena league Two, I did a minor league arena league game in Bossier City at a casino, and I still had a blast on that trip. So, uh, I, absolutely, Brian Kelly, I guess, welcome home to Baton Rouge. What up, Dan? It sounds like your Lincoln Riley moment is a lot like the Justin Timberlake moment. Do you know that story? So, Peyton Manning, when he was a rookie in Indianapolis, he told this a few years ago where he was at a celebrity bowling event. And he gets through the crowd, pictures, autographs, all that fun. They gets to his lane. He says this young kid comes up to him. Hey, man, you know, I'm from Tennessee. I'm a huge fan. You know, all this. He's wearing a bowling shirt. Like, you know, the celebrities yeah. always get their own bowling shirt, their own name and everything. Says Justin on it. Peyton doesn't recognize him. He just goes, hey, man, do you mind doing me a favor? I, I didn't have a chance to grab bowling shoes. He thought that he was one of the bowling alley attendants. And it turns out, no, dude, I'm the lead singer of NSYNC. Like, recognize who the hell I am. awesome. Yeah, so it, it happens all the time. It's very rare that I get to uh, mold my love of college football with my love for the show Friday Night Lights. But I kind of feel like it needs to be brought up today because of the reaction that people have to the 7 o'clock meeting that Brian Kelly had with his team today and somebody pointed out it lasted 11 minutes and he left immediately and me and you were talking before the show and i said this i said the saying there's no going away parties in this business there is just a hey i'm doing this 
It's been real. I'm out of here. And on Friday Night Lights, it was the same deal where Coach Taylor says he's going back to Dillon, and the coach at Texas Methodist said, this isn't IBM. There's no two weeks notice. Leave. Get out of here. It's done. So for anybody to necessarily think like, oh, man, he's doing everybody wrong, it's the business. Absolutely is. And honestly, my only question was what did he do the final ten and a half minutes of it? I mean, once everybody knew that, all right, well, he's quitting, is like, folks, I love you, but I'm going. Now back to the Chuck Oliver Show on Southern Sports Today. All week, all year. All College Football on the Chuck Oliver Show. And our next guest, we've got so much to talk about, but I have a that personal project that I talked to all the listeners about that I have to lead with. Uh, he is College Football Matrix on Twitter, at CFB Matrix. You can get him there. It is Dave Bartu. Dave, welcome. How are you today? Dude, it is a whirlwind of coaching changes. Holy moly it really is and just give everybody the flyover and the contact and then we can jump into some stuff oh yeah uh tell story with numbers um and uh shoot right now it's all football ops guys everything is football ops guys trying to uh find the the right the best graded guys for for staffing all over college football uh but heck uh, they can call me, but uh, listeners, uh, you can give me a text too. I'll talk football with anybody when I got the time. Uh, the text line nine seven one two one seven eighty four nineteen. Boom, boom, boom. All right, we we've got fifty things to talk about with coaching, but I have to tell you this because I was million. There's something I was working on that has come to roost a little sooner, and 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 mm. I'm in the literally I'm in the first step of something that I'll I'll look at in like July. Um, I have a theory, and Phil Steele, if you ever follow his stuff, that's where I get this every year because it's always in a compacted presentation. Returning starts on the offensive line. Um, Mm. And there's a lot of places you can find that. But, again, Phil, like, literally ranks it listed, 1 through 130. Um, But returning starts on the offensive line. Now, I know that we have the variable of offensive linemen also portaling. However, I I have decided I am going to watch – quarterbacks and running backs and where they transfer and if there is any correlation between number of returning starts on the offensive line and where these kids choose because and if it can be a predictor in the future um like jameer gibbs the running back out of georgia tech he Mm -hmm. he's probably i'm not kidding he's one of the top five running backs in america and after two years he was like i ain't gonna blocking um i think he winds up at alabama uh, he could go to Ohio State. He could go somewhere with offensive linemen. Um, and that started me thinking big picture. Do you think there's any potential, like top of mind, what do you think about this, me thinking there's a correlation? Between where they're going and, and number of returning starts for, starts. The, for, for the offensive yep. line? Yep. Um, it's an it's a interesting hypothesis that these guys are out there looking for opportunity, you know, from the standpoint of um, – of trying to get the opportunity to boost their numbers because I mean typically I, I would like to think that you know you're transferring because either a change in the program or you're just trying to be seen better um, especially if you're a quarterback or a running back I don't think it matters if you're a quarterback you either got it or you don't uh, running back you know there's probably some merit to it I I guess if I'm a recruiting coordinator and I got a bunch of offensive linemen coming back uh, and I need running back. 
Uh, I'm going to utilize that as a sales tool. I'm just wondering if, uh, you know, with, with the number of returning offensive linemen, are there really a lot of holes and need in the running back position? Because all the other running backs that are there are probably like, well, I ain't going nowhere because I got a veteran offensive line here. Um, so in, in the rare case of a rare talent, like what you just talked about with Georgia Tech, maybe a program makes room with it. But if you're already stacked at running back and a guy wants to come there because you got a big veteran offensive yeah. line, there probably isn't going to be any room for him. You know, you don't want to be overloaded at running back uh, in college football. All right, let's jump uh, into the coaching uh, realm right now. And there's so much going on. Um, first of all, give us walk through what you knew when. Maybe you're like everybody else on the crawl, but Lincoln Riley leaving OU. That's news in and of itself. I said there hasn't been an OU head coach since Chuck Fairbanks after the '72 season that left Oklahoma to go to another football job. Not one. Now there is um, money rule the day, the hundred million plus money always rules the day, dude. That's all any of this is really about. All of it is that that's where it starts. Nobody's not going anywhere for equal or less money. It's just not worth the hassle. So, yes, number one, it's all these jobs. There's not a single one that isn't about the money, number one. Uh, but number two, when you look at Lincoln Riley, um, when the smoke started coming up about LSU, uh, and we may have said it on the show, mm -hmm. is we'll look at USC as well. Because there was only one reason to leave Oklahoma, and that is for a better path to try to win a national title. That's it, right? And, you know, with with Oklahoma going into the SEC, uh, Oklahoma was now going to go into a conference. They would leave a conference that had one top 25 recruiter, and they would go to a conference with 10 of them. Four of them out-recruit Oklahoma. Oklahoma hasn't had that problem in a long time. Um, other than Texas sporadically with Mac Brown, uh, and even after Texas, there wasn't another top 25 recruiter in sight. So the path for Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma was not only going to get tougher, and, and here's part of what people aren't realizing with Texas and Oklahoma. They need to rebuild their entire rosters. These are Big 12 rosters. They are made for offense and speed. Um, they are not – the Big 12 is the smallest Power 5 conference in college football, pound for pound. Okay, The SEC is by far the biggest one. So Lincoln Riley is probably sitting there going, my path to a national title is going to be extremely hindered in the SEC, and I have to retool this entire roster to be SEC ready, and I really don't have a legacy here. See, because right now the head coach at Oklahoma, you're really doing two things. You are carrying on Bob Stoops and Barry Switzer's legacies. That's it. There's no rebuild. There's no, oh, wow, you've done an incredible job turning this around. There's no personal legacy for the for the head coach, at Lincoln Riley at least, at, at Oklahoma. So when LSU came calling and that started getting traction, I was like, why are people looking at USC? You know, LSU made sense because it was it was a big brand and it was right down the street. But now look at USC, the path of resistance. So, okay, so he spends three years retooling the USC roster. Got to do the same thing in Oklahoma. So I don't see the job as really being any different. But if he can get USC retooled to a top-ten recruiter, 
well, the only other top 20 recruiter in the entire conference is Oregon. You tell me who has an easier path of resistance to try to get that ring. Do you think – I just saw it happen a uh, decade ago, decade and a half. Um, oh. Do you think USC can, quote, be USC again? Like, oh, what sure. matters to recruits these days? I mean, I think every one of them wants to get to the NFL. Like, can you put me in the league because I know I'm good enough. Will you be good enough? I think that's every recruit's mindset in addition to that. Right. Well, you, you look at – okay, so location-wise, it's in one of the best places to just sign guys, period, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. there's there's 8 million people in the Los Angeles Valley Basin. So, boom, you have that. You have the legacy. You know, imagine being on campus and, and going to these games. You're a recruit. You're going to a game, and every other guy on the field is an NFL Hall of Famer. There are there are NFL stars everywhere uh, on that program. So you, so you have that mental image uh, with that. You you have the money down there, and, and the guys through NIL they can get paid uh, whatever they need to pay to bring the recruits in. Uh, so I absolutely believe that it can. Uh, be turned around, and you brought in a very energetic uh, head coach. I mean, there's a there's a lot of tread on that tire, dude. A lot of tread on that tire. So, um, it's interesting from a, from a Pac-12 standpoint. But I do think it will be turned around. It will be turned around as fast as people think, right? Everybody's you know it's going to be USC preseason top twenty-five. <sighs> Okay, dude, it's been, what, 10 years down? It's not going to be one year up. It really doesn't work that way. So um, I I would expect it to be a three-year build. I think it's going to be a lot like Oklahoma. Whoever takes over Oklahoma, I would hire a guy that can build that program to make it look like an SEC team because that needs – that's what has to happen in that scenario as well. This is what you get from Dave Bartu, again, on Twitter at CFB Matrix. He is College Football Matrix. Uh, we're going to take a break, folks. When we come back, we'll dive straight into the SEC, Baton Rouge, Gainesville, et cetera. That's next with Dave Bartu on the Chuck Oliver Show. The king of college football no matter where you go with a new Southern Sports Today app. Catch the best college football conversation in the South everywhere with the SST live stream and daily podcast. Downloaded now at the App Store and the Google Play Store. Now more of the best college football talk in the country. It's the Chuck Oliver Show. I'm just not as impressed with Jimbo Fisher's contract as I used to be. It's the Chuck Oliver Show on a Tuesday, and I tell you what, $75 million? $75 million seems like a bargain for Mel Tucker right now because Mel Tucker went for $95 million. Brian Kelly, $100 million plus. Uh, Ling around, $100 million plus. Uh, Dave Bartu from College Football Matrix, welcome back. Let's talk Brian Kelly and the move to Baton Rouge, and yes, a lot of that was money as well. Um Tell me what you – what tell an LSU – because we're on in Baton Rouge. Tell an LSU fan beyond, oh, yeah, they went a lot and they never looked real fast on offense. Um, tell an LSU fan what, what the coaching profile, the flyover of Brian Kelly is. Oh, this was <clears> – <throat> from a risk standpoint, this was the best available guy. This was. I mean, if, you, if, there, was, if there was a draft board um, and, uh, you know, and, and we were all sitting in a room, if you notice, everything went really quick. 
Uh, and old schools were, you know, basically there was a pecking order in this. And LSU was on Kelly day one. Um, and this would have been, you know, outside of maybe one of those Bob Stoops kind of hires, you know, so, so some guy returning from from beyond. Um, Brian Kelly grades out as the best available hire. This is a guy that at Notre Dame, um, you're dealing with academic restrictions on being able to recruit. So he cannot get to the elite level to win it all at Notre Dame. Um, but he is a hell of a recruiter. Uh, his consistency is extraordinary. Uh, not too many. I mean, in his entire tenure at Notre Dame, not too many down years. Um, <clears throat> and his ability to hire offensive and defensive coordinators and staff is also very good. Uh, I can't think of, you know, you look at you look at all the movement that has gone through all of this, uh, and, and I know a lot of people say, well, I'd rather have Lincoln Riley. You know something? Um, I would disagree on that because Lincoln still hasn't been able to figure out how to get a defensive coordinator. Brian has figured out both. Uh, and Lincoln took over something that was – already built uh, and maintained it, uh, whereas Brian has brought Notre Dame up. So I, I think it's a better risk, and I think right now uh, LSU, in terms of this silly season, uh, did what they were supposed to do. They are an apex predator, and they fed on the biggest, baddest guy available. Let's go over to Gainesville and UF, Billy Napier. Um, what I was told is that you know, Louisiana Lafayette – not big enough for LSU to fish from. Um, we'll, we won't hire the Tulane coach, the Louisiana Tech coach, et cetera. Um, Florida had no problem hiring Billy Napier. Give us the, the bird's eye on him. Well, this, this, is, uh, this is as good of a fit as you're going to get for Florida as well. LSU took best available uh, Florida absolutely took best available. You look at the Billy Napier profile in the critical areas that we just talked about. Uh, number one, recruiting. Uh, the recruiting at Louisiana, best four years ever at Louisiana, last four years, and they've been improving. So uh, the, the recruiting profile is way up. Uh, his ability to hire, he has processed through several defensive coordinators, uh, and they still pump out top 25 defenses uh, every single year. So Billy Napier knows how to hire guys. He knows how to call plays. Again, Louisiana, top 25 in offensive scoring efficiency this year. So he can do that, and he has SEC experience. This guy was at Clemson. This guy's been under Saban. Uh, he knows how rough it is to be a coach in the SEC. So while he's not coming from the big name like Notre Dame or Oklahoma, the profile is quite excellent for Billy Napier. And I believe Florida absolutely, just like LSU, Florida got the best guy available. All right, let's go to Virginia Tech because I still swear that's a really good job to have. Um, I think that about a week and a half ago, they thought that they were sitting a little prettier than maybe they were. And then they look around, they're like, wait a minute, all these places are hiring coaches and we're still not moving up the list. Um, Brent Pry, I will be honest, I, I could have told you, oh, yes, D.C. for uh, Franklin. I didn't know anything else about him. Um, did, did you have a dossier? Um, best defensive coordinator this year. Wow. 
I mean, the, the guy, the guy's, the guy's elite. He really is. Um, I think uh, second in defensive scoring efficiency this year. Second most plays faced on defense this year because the Penn State offense mm-hmm. was so bad. So, so the the first box to check on on any hire is if they're not experienced, are they elite at something? Yeah. He is an elite defensive coordinator, so that's cool. Um, I, I find now I'm not I'm not privy to anything on that one at all. But when you've got Jeff Brom and Dan Mullen sitting out there, this one's a little bit of a surprise to me. Um, I can't imagine this was number one on the list at all. There's just no way it could be with all the other talent out there. Um, now that being said. Congratulations, Brett Pry, and I think it's a great opportunity because Justin buried this thing. He took over. He was 23rd. He was handed off the 23rd best recruiter in college football. He left. They were at 47. He cratered recruiting. He cratered the program. And so somebody coming in, this is a program that has obviously has tons of potential. So I I think it's an awesome opportunity for Pry to bounce Virginia Tech back to what it could be, which is a top 25 recruiter, a perennial contender in the division. Uh, And as we know, going forward with the 12 team playoff uh, outside of Clemson. There's no other elite recruiter right now, so it is wide open to get things going in the ACC. Uh, maybe the last program, depending on time. Uh, UW got him a coach, um, and you talk about starting from the bottom rung of college football ladder. Uh, give us the lowdown on Kalen DeBoer. Yeah, three-time NAIA uh, National Coach of the Year, National Champ, uh, promoted to Fresno State uh, through Tedford. Tedford's the one who went out and grabbed him and actually got his own replacement. Um, They're getting a guy that offensively blocks solid. Uh, This year, I think they were 19th in total team or offensive scoring uh, efficiency. Mm -hmm. So Fresno State can put up the numbers, but you're also hiring a guy that has 18 games coached in FBS. 18, okay? Uh, That's also 18 games on the West Coast of recruiting. So, to me, there is a ton of question marks. Everybody says there's a ton of potential here, which I would agree. The numbers back that up. But we do not know what kind of recruiter he is. We do not know what the staff looks like. He needs to focus on big-time recruiters on the outside. Um, And we still got to see the defensive coordinator as well. And I think that's a lot of what we're going to talk about going forward is everybody focuses on these hires. You know, Brian Kelly and Billy Napier. Man, there's 10 other dudes they got to bring in. Ten other guys that are going to be on headsets. This, this, it is a staffing. I can tell you right now, dude. I can he- literally. I'm on the phone with you, and I can hear my text going off. And I can tell you, 90% of it is football ops guys going, "Hey, check this guy out. Hey, this guy might come available. Check him out." It is crazy. You and I are going to have a month of full reset on these staffs when it all the dust all settles. Uh, a couple of quick ones then about OCs. Uh, I got a text over the weekend. Some stuff about Joe. Forehead, maybe head coach. Is that uh, going to happen, or is that just crazy stuff? Oh man, dude, that's crazy pills. If you ask me, okay. I mean, Akron. Is, well, the reason is, is I, I think the money had Akron has uh, allocated for the head coach and the staff is almost the same as what Joe is making as the offensive play caller at Oregon right now. 
So that doesn't make any sense to me. That's like Chewbacca defense. It just doesn't make any sense at all Ow. unless something is happening in Eugene that's about to go nuclear. All right. That's about it. Other thing, uh, Bobo out, Does uh, uh-huh. surprised at all, or, or, or what's your input there? Oh, 61st offense, uh, scoring efficiency in the country. Bobo is, you know, I, I, I thought it was a good combination, Bobo and, oh, yeah. and Mason. Um, I To me, this feels like a bloodletting, a little bit of coach hot seat saying, okay, okay, I'll sacrifice somebody. Just don't fire me yet, you know, which I think is really bad. I don't, I don't, I like coaching continuity, you know, and and just saying this isn't going to work after the first year in the SEC. Man, I I don't know if this is going to set the team back more than put it ahead because. Good luck finding somebody right now. It is, it is a bloodbath out there. All right. Well, I'm assuming that uh, if your phone is like mine, when it goes past 100 texts, it just says 99 plus. So uh, <laughs> I'm guessing you probably have 99 plus is what it says there. Dave, appreciate it as always, man. Thank you. Brother Chuck, thank you. Talk to you again soon. All right. Dave Bartu. Uh, he is CFB Matrix. And uh, I've only found that out one time in my life. I looked at my phone in the morning. It said 99 plus. Um but that's what it is right now. I'd seen, I got a text message, hey, Moorhead on the move. And I had to go Google to because I hadn't heard anything about that. And then there was some idea about Akron hiring him. And there are times, you know what Dan Enos decided? Being a coordinator in the SEC is better than being a head coach in the MAC. That's, that's what he decided. Being a head coach in Power 5, excuse me, a, an OC in Power 5 is a pretty good gig. It should be. All right, what about the facilities and players? No, 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 it's Oregon. All right, so I'm, that's the end of the rainbow and, or Akron. And so I was like, you know what? No, I'll ask, um, I'll ask part two about that. So uh, I did want to get the question about Moorhead. And then, of course, Bobo, Mike Bobo being fired, Brian Harson as well. Um, it show, my takeaway on that, Chuck's opinion, that's Harson looking at his quarterbacks going, I don't care if any of you come back that I'm going to hire a quarterback's coach or maybe he'll take it over himself. That's what he does. Um, but that about continuity and all that, it may not matter if the coach from 2021 is there because the 2022 quarterback may not be at least yet. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.